John chapter 15, and we're going to begin reading in verse 1, and as I said, we'll read down through the 14th verse. This is Jesus speaking here, of course, uh, speaking to the disciples, and He says this, He says, I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, He takes away. And every branch that does bear fruit, He prunes that it may bear more fruit. Already you are clean because of the word that I have spoken to you. Abide in me, and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit. For apart from me you can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he is thrown away like a branch and withers. And the branches are gathered, thrown into the fire and burned. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. By this my Father is glorified, that you bear much fruit and so prove to be my disciples. As the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in His love. These things I have spoken to you that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be full. This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, but someone lay down his life for his friends. And in verse 14, Jesus says, You are my friends if you do what I command you. May God add a blessing to the reading of his word. And before we begin this morning, I'd ask that you just pause for a moment and pray with me. Dear God, our Heavenly Father, we are so thankful for the opportunity and privilege to study your word. And these words this morning carry a heavy weight because they're red letters. They were spoken by our Savior. And so, Lord, help us to take these words and apply them to our lives. May we not take them for granted and just be hearers. May we be, be doers of your word. You are the vine. And we are the branches. We ask all of this in the name of your Son and our Savior. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. As I started preparing for this particular message, which, by the way, I'm entitling The True Vine, I was thinking back growing up and um, working out in the garden with my grandfather. And he had, I wouldn't call it a vineyard, but he had some grapevines. And I remember watching him prune and shape and all of those things that come along with gardening and um, growing grapes. And wheels started turning in my head. I said, well, what all is involved in growing grapes, what all is involved in, in pruning and shaping and having grapevines. And I came across 
a website that had a lot of pertinent information if you're planning to start a vineyard. It was from the Ohio State University Cooperative Extension, and they had this to say. Let me share with you some basic principles of pruning backyard grapevines. It said that the work to maintain grapevines can be a challenge. Proper training of grapevines is essential to maintain plant size, shape, and productivity. If left unattended, grapevines can become unruly, and fruiting will be poor due to overproduction of vegetation. So we see based on that that it's a challenge that they're left to themselves and you've probably seen a, a vine that has been unattended before, maybe growing wild or maybe someone who just didn't have the time and it looks unruly, it looks terrible. The new birth, this new life in Christ that we have received, if we've uh, repented of our sins and trusted in Christ, that's not the end. That's not all that there is in this life of a Christian. It's the beginning of new life in Christ, abiding in Him and He abiding in us. Scripture has shown us this morning that as we abide in Christ, we have His presence, we have His power. And I believe that if we're abiding in Christ, we'll produce fruit. Scripture says that in a twofold way. First of all, growing and maturing in Christ. And secondly, sharing our faith with those around us. Hudson Taylor was a British Protestant Christian missionary to China for over 51 years. And he was the founder of the China Inland Mission. And he once said this, and I want to share it with you. The branch of the vine does not worry and toil and rush here to seek for sunshine and there to find rain. No, it rests in union and communion with the vine. And at the right time and in the right way, it is the right fruit found on it. Let us so abide in the Lord Jesus Christ. The question for us this morning is, are we abiding in the vine? Not just have we uh, come to know Him as Lord and Savior and Master, but are we abiding in Him? There are some things that I see as I look at this particular passage of Scripture this morning, and I want us to study them together. But the first thing that I want to present to you today is that, that of the caretaker. The caretaker. Look back with me at Scripture once again, and let's notice the Father's care for us. Chapter 15 and verse 1, Jesus says, I am the vine, and my Father is the vine dresser. Jesus says, I am the vine, and my Father is the vine dresser, or the husbandman, some passages or some translations say. So I, I did a, a little quick study, a little uh, dictionary search to find out exactly what that meant. And of course, it's pretty self-explanatory, one that cultivates and prunes vines. Dr. Earl Radmaker was a one-time dean of Western Seminary, and he wrote this passage right here that I want to share with you. He said that a vine dresser or husbandman is more than a mere farmer. Grapes are more than an annual crop. The vine dresser's grapevines remain with him for decades. He comes to know each in a personal way, much like a shepherd with his sheep. He knows how the vine is faring from year to year and which ones are more productive or vigorous than others. He knows what they respond to and what special care certains, certain to their needs. Every vine has its own personality and the vine dresser comes to know it. The vine dresser cares for the vine, nurtures, pruning it 
at the appropriate time in the appropriate way, fertilizing it, lifting its branches from the ground and propping them or tying them to the trellis and taking measures to protect them from insects and disease. And then he says this, he says, to call the father a vine dresser is to tell them that he cares for them personally and is wise to know exactly what to do to make them fruitful. He says, with such a vine dresser, the branches can experience complete confidence and security. Once we realize that the Father is the vine dresser, that we're under His care, we have that confidence, we have that assurance. Are you abiding in Christ? Not only do I see the Father's care, but I see the Father's concern. Verse number 2, Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, He takes away. And every branch that does bear fruit, He prunes that it may bear more fruit. He's concerned about us. He's concerned about us abiding in Him and bearing fruit and being fruitful. Our caretaker takes away what might hinder our, our growth spiritually. Proverbs chapter 3 and verses 11 and 12 say, My son, do not despise the Lord's discipline or be weary of His reproof, for the Lord reproves, reproves him who He loves as a father the Son in whom He delights. Don't despise the Lord's pruning, His disciplining. Don't grow weary of it because He's doing that. Because He's concerned. Because He cares and He loves you. Not only do we see the caretaker, but the second thing that I notice in this passage <clears throat> is cleanliness. The cleanliness. Look with me at verse 3 once again. Jesus says, Already you are clean. Because of the word that I have spoken to you. A lot of theologians and uh, ones who are much wiser than I seem to think that here Jesus was referring to Judas. And the fact that Judas was no longer a part of their following. Uh, this was of course after the supper, after the, the last supper that they had shared together leading up to uh, the cross of course. And Jesus' sacrifice for us. So a lot of people think that he was referring here to the cleanliness of the group now that Judas was gone. But I think there could be a measure of truth in it for us as well. That we should be clean if we're abiding in Him. That He is the vine, we are the branches, and, and, and joined to Him, we are clean. Our actions should be clean. Galatians 5 and verse 16 says, But I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. If we're abiding in Him, if we're being led by the Spirit, our actions are clean. Not only should our actions be clean, but our attitudes. Our attitudes. Proverbs chapter 23 and verse 7 says, For as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Eat and drink, saith he to thee, but his heart is not with thee. Our attitudes not only control us, but they point to our character. And if we're abiding in the vine, if we're abiding in Christ and in the Father, our attitudes, our thoughts will be clean. Our attitudes, our actions, but our affections, our affections should be clean. You know the 13th chapter of 1 Corinthians. It's known to so many as the love chapter. And it goes on to explain what love is and what love does, how it shows itself. And then it ends 
with these words. It says, Now faith, hope, and love abide, these three. But the greatest of these is love. And that love should grow daily in the life of a Christian. Our affections should be clean. So in Him, as we abide in Him and we walk in His Spirit, we are clean. Matthew Henry, of course, was the great writer and uh, commentary guy that so many people know of and follow. And he had these words to say about this passage of Scripture that we're studying in John chapter 15 today. He says, The word of Christ is a distinguishing word and separates between the precious and the vile. It will purify the church of the firstborn in the great dividing day. They were each of them clean, that is, sanctified by the truth of Christ. That faith by which they received the word of Christ purified their hearts. And then he goes on to say, apply it to all believers. The word of Christ is spoken to them. There is a cleansing virtue in that word as it works grace and works out corruption. It cleanses as fire cleanses the gold from its dross. And as a physician cleanses the body from its disease. And then he says, we then evidence that we are cleansed by the word when we bring forth fruit into holiness. If you're abiding in the vine, you're bringing forth fruit. Praise God, we're clean. So we see that we're clean. We see that uh, the Father is our caretaker. But then thirdly and finally this morning, we see the cooperation the cooperation. And there's three things that I want to point out here as we look at this passage of Scripture. But the first thing is that if we're abiding in the vine, and if we're cooperating with the vine, being led by His Spirit, we're clean by Him, then we'll be detained by Him. Detained by Him. What do you mean, Pastor West? Well, I looked up that word, detained. And here was one particular definition. Now, you may know it as a legal term. Someone was detained by the authorities. But I'm looking at it in a slightly different light. Here was one definition. To keep in custody. To keep in custody. Look with me at verse 4 of John chapter 15. Christ said, Abide in me and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. Abiding in Him means fellowship with Him. 1 John chapter 1 and verse 7 says, But if we walk in the light, as He is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. And the blood of Jesus, His Son, cleanses us from all sin. We, you know, I had read that passage of Scripture so many times, and, and I think I maybe read it wrong. Because I assumed that it meant if we walk in the light, if we are in Christ, we have fellowship one with another. But as I look at it afresh and anew and, 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 and study it a little bit deeper and a little bit more, I think what it's saying is we have fellowship with Jesus Christ. He is, he is our friend. He is our elder brother. He is the Son of God who is our Father. And we now have fellowship with Him through what He has done for us. Why do we want to be detained by God? Why do we want to be kept in the custody of God? Isaiah chapter 40 and verse 31 is a verse that we read and studied together not very long ago. And it says this, But they who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. 
Are you abiding in Him? Are you waiting on Him? Are you being detained or kept under His authority? There's strength in that. There's fellowship in that. Continuing on, we see dependence. Cooperation involves dependence. Look with me at verse 5. Christ says, I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit. For apart from me you can do nothing. There's dependence. There should be dependence upon him. Without Him we can do nothing, He says. But with Him, Scripture teaches us that we can do all things. Philippians 4 and verse 19 says, And my God will supply every need of yours according to His riches and glory in Christ Jesus. Are you allowing Him to be your source? Are you allowing Him to be uh, the one who supplies every need according to His riches? The question is, are we depending upon Him? Continuing on, the third thing that I see as part of the cooperation is the destruction. The destruction. Look with me at verse 6 once again. If anyone does not abide in me, he is thrown away like a branch and withers. And the branches are gathered, thrown into the fire, and burned. Those who don't produce fruit are cast into the fire, Scripture says. Jesus is warning here about repentance. It's a word that's not mentioned a whole lot anymore. It offends people. It steps on toes. But it's being taught here in Scripture, so I'm going to talk about it. Luke chapter 13 and verse 3 says, No, I tell you, but unless you repent, you will all likewise perish. A changed life is necessary. If you... Come to know Christ as your Lord, as your Savior, as your Master. There will be repentance. There will be a change. There will be a difference made because of what Christ has done. 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 17 says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, all has become new. As we close... Today, let me ask you, are you abiding in the true vine? Are you abiding in Him? Do you know the caretaker, God the Father, the one who at times prunes, and it may be painful, but He's doing it because of His great love for us. He's doing it because He wants us to produce fruit for Him. He's doing it because He wants us to be a light for Him. Do you know Him as the caretaker? Has He made you clean? Have you been purified by Him? And finally, are you cooperating with Him? Have you been detained by Him? Kept in His custody? What a wonderful place to be. In the custody of the vine dresser, the husbandman, God the Father. Have you recognized your dependence upon Him? That it's in Him that you receive what you need and are able to do what you do. You're depending upon Him. And finally, have you avoided the destruction that Scripture teaches about? Have you been made a new creation in Christ, the only one who can bring about true change in any of our lives? As I close this morning, I'll quote the great preacher, Kevin Phillips. 
as he says when he closes his TV program each week. Repent of your sins and trust in Jesus. He is the only way. He is the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father, the caretaker, except through Christ. As we close this morning, I ask, are you abiding in the vine? Let's close in prayer. Dear God, our Heavenly Father, we thank You for this Word. We thank You for the assurance that we find in it, for this beautiful portrait of our relationship to Jesus Christ, the Son of God, and to God the Father through Christ. May each and every one of us examine our hearts and ask ourselves the question, are we abiding in the vine? Maybe we've received that new life in Christ, His free gift of salvation, but that is not the end. There is an abiding that needs to be done. And that may involve the pruning. It may involve the caretaker shaping us and molding us. But when He does that, we will be clean. Our actions, our attitudes, our affections will be cleansed by Him. May we cooperate. May we realize our dependence upon Him. May we realize that we can be detained or kept in the custody of God. And in doing so, avoid the destruction. Father, make us new creations, new creatures. There's one here today that doesn't know you. Bring new life. May we repent of our sin, of our nature, of what we've done. Trust in Jesus and be made new. For those of us who do know Him, those of us who have called on the name of Jesus Christ, who have repented and turned and changed because of You, may we now abide in You. We ask all of this in the name of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, and our blessed Savior. Amen and amen.